Welcome to the Organizepreneur Podcast, the ultimate podcast for female entrepreneurs looking to supercharge their business. I'm Eldrima Harper, host of the Organizepreneur Podcast. I'm also a business organizing strategist and coach where I specialize in helping solopreneurs, freelance professionals, and service-based providers. This is to ignite, build, and transform your business dreams into reality. If you're feeling overwhelmed, struggling to manage clients and tasks, and worried about things slipping through the cracks, you're in the right place. With my signature framework, not only are you able to get your time back and get on track, but also turn your passion and hard work into a sustainable and profitable venture. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you, guys. Uh, First of all, thank you for your patience. And I do appreciate your time and I do value your time. And so I really, you know, kind of want to get into what we're going to talk about today. But first, I guess I should introduce myself and then allow you guys to introduce yourselves. So my name is Aldrima Harper, the Organizepreneur, and so I help female entrepreneurs to build thriving businesses, businesses that help them to free up their time, free up their mind for more profit and just really more time freedom. And so I help them to create the infrastructure that they need in terms of building a, a solid, having a solid foundation for the businesses. And so And so that's all done through organizing, systemizing, and optimizing. And so that's what creates the structure for my clients. And so today I want to welcome Lawrence and Gina to the podcast. And so I'm super excited to have them on. They are actually joining me from probably the other side of the world. But I want to thank you all for joining me today. And I want to welcome Lawrence and Gina to the show. Thank you so much for joining me. How are you guys doing? We're doing great. Thank you so much for having us. Absolutely. I guess we can introduce ourselves. Yes, please go ahead and introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit more about your business, you know, what you do and and how you help female entrepreneurs because you can do it better than I can. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm Gina. And I'm Lawrence. And we are the founders of Wave Enterprise Co. It is a boutique audiovisual studio for female-owned wellness brands, and we help them with their podcasts and social media management. And we are location independent. So currently we're in Tunisia. It's in North Africa. And this is our fifth year being a location independent business. So we've been traveling around also with our cat. So we've been traveling around the world and, you know, learning and growing and all the things. Yeah, we feel very passionate about expression and giving voice to those who may need value added to their expression. And we feel that everyone has a story or everyone has value to be expressed. And we feel strongly that that's where we can we can help bring value is getting that out, getting that across. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love that too, because I think that people don't, they, they devalue their value. 
And so, you know, I love the fact that you uh, said that because, you know, we all have a message. We all have, you know, different experiences and in terms of expressing those things, you know, we, we, we bring that about in different ways. And so I love that you guys help us to do that. So you said you've been in business for like five years. So what, what has that been like? Yeah, well, you can talk about it first. <laughs> well, quick synopsis. Wave Enterprise began as a record label in Atlanta, Georgia. I was in, I'm into music. I'm a music producer as well, audio engineer and recording artist. And I was all about music and all these things. She was a third grade teacher. And also we were both in corporate America. And one day she came home and was like, I want to travel. I'm done with this third grade teaching stuff. I'm ready to get out of this rat race. And I was all on board with it. And we moved overseas. We moved to the Philippines. And this is 2019 before COVID. And she's still teaching online. And in Manila, Philippines, if no one knows, the Wi-Fi is pretty bad. So at least where we were. At least where we were. Yeah. So it didn't really pan <laughs> out. She had to kind of shelf the online teaching and like, it was kind of like a quarter life crisis, I like to say, because, you know, I, I I went to school to be a teacher and I accumulated all this debt. And here I am like, well, what am I going to do next? You know, and then he was like, well, we need a website. We need someone to run our social media. Why don't you just try that? And then I tried it and the rest is history. So <laughs> that's where we are. Well, I mean, I love that. I was, you know. I, I totally get when you're at a place like, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to do something that's more fun. You know, life mm -hmm. is really too short, you know, to, mm -hmm. to be doing something that you hate or, you know, mm -hmm. that's, that's constrictive to how you want to move and the things that you want to do, you know, and that's, that's an absolute blessing to, to be in that space because there's so many entrepreneurs that that's working, you know, nine to five or working in a, in a place where it's like, you know, they, they don't feel like, well, here's why this is still on my mind because the, 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 as I was telling you guys earlier that I had recorded another podcast. Right. And so that was the topic <laughs> of the podcast, you know, because some people are in a space where they don't feel validated. They don't feel like they can express themselves, you know, in a way that's, you know, that's true to them. And mm -hmm. so I have found that podcasting, you know, does allow that. And so mm -hmm. that's one of the reasons why I love podcasting so much. And I'm sure that in terms of what you guys do, particularly as a, as a musician and as, you know, a recording artist, like you get to just express yourself. And how, do, how does that feel in terms of that being so much a part of who you are? And then when you create, you know, music or whatever, how does that feel when someone I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to come from a creative space because my husband is as a creative person we're all creatives 
And so when we're kind of tied to the thing that we do, how does that feel mm-hmm. when you put it out there and you think, oh, I hope somebody likes it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> ah, that's, that's one of the, I don't want to say hardest, but most emotional taxing parts of being an artist or a creative in kind is mm-hmm. once you, you've put these hours into something that you feel so close and connected to and you put it out into the world, it's not yours anymore at that point, but you mm-hmm. go through this journey of do people like it? Will they, you know, but some part of it is not just with music is with anything that you're putting out there, podcasts or content on social media, it's mm-hmm. like, you need feedback. You need to know if it resonates with a particular audience. And mm-hmm. that's the part of the the journey that I've embraced is using it as objective feedback and helping that, you know, helping that hone my craft. Yeah. And I think that the reason that I was asking was because so many of us can identify with putting our stuff out there, right? And, you know, so many entrepreneurs go through the imposter syndrome and, you know, all of that type of thing. I wonder if it's good enough. I wonder if they're going to like it. Well, they didn't click like, or they didn't share it, or they didn't, you know, all of those things that go along Mm. with you trying to, I guess, get validation, you know, for your stuff, you know? So, and, and that's why I wanted to ask that question because I know that that's something that those that will uh, listen to this podcast will be primarily entrepreneurs. And so I wanted to hear that from an artist's perspective, because I would imagine that, you know, well, just like you said, you put it out there and you don't know if they're going to like it and you just kind of wait. And, and, and of course, Gina, as she's doing social media, sometimes you just hear there's crickets, you know, you're posting Mm -hmm. stuff and, you know, for your clients Mm -hmm. and things like that. And then there's crickets and Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. So I just wanted to know how, how do, what do you hear from your clients that, you know, that their experience is when it comes to that as well? So I guess that's Mm -hmm. kind of where I'm going. And then I know I have some other questions for you, but I just really kind of wanted to, uh, these are like questions I've always wanted to ask. <laughs> Great questions. Yeah, they are. Well, I was thinking about my personal experience and then I'll talk about clients. I think that, you know, when we're making something, it's kind of the same thing as what he said, but there's another piece to it is that you kind of have to not care so much about what people think because I like to think about what what am I learning in this journey? You know, maybe only like 10 people liked it, but that was the 10 people that needed to see or hear that message today. Or maybe it was I personally challenged myself to make this podcast or this reel or whatever it was. And I did it. I got it done. And I learned from myself through that. So maybe it's not so much as getting outside validation, but just getting it for yourself. Mm. And I think along the lines of what clients think, I think it really has to be aligned with what their goals are. So for example, like they're trying to launch an app and maybe maybe 
five or 10 people like it, but those five or 10 people also sign up for the app. I think that's what matters most is the people that are coming and engaging with your content are really quality people. And as opposed to just a million likes or a million followers and none of those people really even caring what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I so agree with that. I mean, I, I think because and and you you probably have heard me say this, Gina, in the networking event. I just have a love hate relationship with social media. I mean, it's just I I just sometimes I like it and sometimes I don't. <laughs> and I you know so I try to do my best because I know that it is an intricate part of you know your strategy. People that's how people find you and things like that but it's i still have that love hate relationship with social with social media i post randomly <laughs> but now <laughs> as far as podcasting that's the that's where i'm very very consistent and mm -hmm. so yeah so i guess one of my other questions so let let me get to the next one of the other questions that uh, i have for you so how did you get started? And I know you said a little bit about it already. So how did you get started? And what are some of the advantages of being location in and location independent business? Ooh. Mm -hmm. There's one piece that, sorry, are you going to say something? No, go ahead. There's one piece I wanted to say earlier, and it actually ties perfectly to this question. And it was when she had some time to think about what she wanted to do and it wasn't like she was forced into doing this. It was something that was there as an opportunity. And mm -hmm. the thing that was beautiful about this story is that she always, since a kid, like loved scrapbooking and making these, you know, handmade collages. With, I made him one. Yeah, she made me like a memory <laughs> book. And it's really, really neat. And when I would visit her in her third grade class, she would always do these like arts and crafts. Super crafty, creative things, have it on the wall, have the kids involved. Side note, never give third graders glitter. <laughs> <laughs> that was, a, I would like to say, a transferable skill because she just yeah. took that and completely applies it to the digital world. And with the graphics and with the content that she makes, mm -hmm. you can totally see where her creativity with the arts and crafts translates on on our clients' content or on our, on our content. And that was a big way that we started because that's when Wave Enterprise started evolving into what you see today. Mm -hmm. And it was through her making these, these things that she loved to do and just transferring it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's so important too because a lot of times people will ignore some of their experiences and the things and and not just ignore but a lot of times they they don't recognize the fact that there are skills that they can bring from their past you know employment from their past experiences into what they're doing now and mm -hmm. i think a lot of people you know don't recognize that uh, I mean, I've talked to many people. It's like, I really, I don't know what I want to do. And mm -hmm. I don't know, you know, I don't really have any skills. Well, yes, you do. If you've worked, you know, you have some skills. And even 
uh, I was think as I was, you know, recording the other episode, I was thinking about the fact that and sharing the fact that the skills that I learned in corporate America and in other like temp jobs and things like that, all of those skills play into what I'm doing now. And so that's what I think people just kind of fail to, you know, to recognize. And even if, because this, this was the other thing that I was thinking about, I hated the job. One of the jobs that I was doing, I hated it. But there were still things mm-hmm. that I could do. I learned, you know, from the, mm-hmm. from that experience. And there were still things that I could bring to what I'm doing now. One of them was, you know, project management. Who doesn't manage projects? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're managing a project, you know, being even if you're a housewife or, you know, whatever, you're managing a project. Mm-hmm. You may not call it that, but you're you're managing something that may be may not be considered like project management in the in that sense, but you're managing a project. So I'm so glad that you said that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I so, want to kind of say that also about how we kind of evolved and a lot of it was we we were started off and we were kind of doing our separate skills as a part of WAVE, but not really coming together and figuring out how to really work together. And so we did, I don't know if you've heard of WorkAway. I don't think so. Go ahead, explain that a little bit. It's a a program where you you travel and you exchange your your skills for a stay somewhere, like across the world or wherever. It could be in your your neighborhood. But we went to Bacalar and we went to Puerto Escondido, both in Mexico. And we got a stay for exchange. We did their social media. And we had the opportunity to create content on site, which is something that we both kind of grew to love and we got to do it together. And it was really a cool way to help merge our skills and just see how we can really come together. And then previously, because this was last year, but before we met too, everyone was starting a biz or a podcast because of the pandemic. And we were like, well, you're an audio engineer and I can do the social media part. So that's how we're going to mush this together. And that's kind of how it came about. Gotcha. How did you come up with the name? What inspired the name Wave Enterprise? (laughs) It was a shower thought. Okay. It was a shower thought. I was like, (laughs) I came out the shower. I was like, babe, Wave Entertainment? And she was like, that's not quite it, but it's close. And she was like, Wave Enterprise. And I was like, Wave Enterprise. And I was, I was really into, you know, self-development and, you know, waves. You can see the sound waves and the, obviously the waves of the ocean. And there is this philosopher I listen to, Alan Watts, who says, we're all a part of the universe, just like we're all individual waves on the ocean. Like we're all a part of the universe like that. And that's a, a really a really profound quote that sticks with me. So it was a couple different meanings that went into the word wave. And we got married on the beach. And we got married on the beach, yeah. which made it even more full circle. Yeah. And and yeah, it's it's actually bigger than us now and we love it. Yeah. And to the second part of your question, the location independent, 
part. And just to add to what she said, we did find it was so it was so connecting to be on site and create with people on site. Mm -hmm. But there's also advantages of being location independent. And I think that it helps us obviously to spread our message out there to to network with people all over the world. You see different mindsets, different cultures, mm -hmm. and that just expands the way we think and the way we operate. And I can say one of the major advantages is because moving around is, it seems really fun and cool and glamorous or however you may look at it, but it's hard. It's taxing. Mm -hmm. It's, it's sometimes exhausting. So yeah. you have a business, you got to have good systems. Yeah. You got to have good systems in place to make sure that, you know, you can't say to a client, sorry, we're moving again. We, we didn't the Wi-Fi went out. Wi-Fi yeah. went out. We can't come through on these deliverables. Like you still have to show up. You still have to make things happen. So it's helped us really, really sharpen our systems and streamline processes and invest in different softwares and things that makes us mm -hmm. just makes us on top of our game no matter what. It makes us have this no matter what kind of attitude. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things I can say being location independent has helped us grow with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 that is so important. Go ahead. You were going to say something, Gina? Well, I I feel like, you know, I've been networking a lot, which is how I met you. And every time I share, you know, the, the location independent piece about our business, people are always like, oh, my gosh, you know, that's so inspiring. And I feel like personally that is what makes us stand out. That's like our, our part of our USP. And that's part of the way that we attract clients, you know, people who aspire to have this type of lifestyle or who already do and just resonate with the challenges that we go through. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, it used to, I don't know if it's still called this. A lot of people used to call it like, you know, laptop entrepreneurs digital nomads, you know, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. And so a lot of people are are finding that lifestyle to be very, very appealing. And, you know, it 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 really is. And I love your story that you got married on the beach. That is so beautiful. Mm -hmm. And so, but yeah, I love that. Now, did I know you said that you were going to, Lawrence, you were going to her classroom. Is that actually how you guys met and started dating? Because some people might want to know your, your, your story in terms of, uh, you know, <laughs> in terms of that. Very, very quick and to the point, <laughs> but punchy. I met her in fifth grade. I knew I was going to marry her the moment I saw her in fifth grade. I was in a new town. I was a new kid. And I went up to her, I introduced myself. And it was the last, like the last week of school that summer. I thought about her all summer. And then sixth grade, she was in one of my classes. And then I wrote her a note. I was like, would you date me? Blah, blah, blah. I checked the, <laughs> checked the box. Yes, no. She said, my, I'm not into boys yet. Like my parents won't let me meet or whatever. And I tried again in ninth grade. And then I tried again senior year in high school. <laughs> And that's when I finally, I finally caught up to her and we did long distance through college, but we, we had a beautiful thing and we made it work. 
And right after college, we met back up in Atlanta. And about a year or so later, we got married. We actually eloped. Yeah. Didn't tell my parents. <laughs> yeah. So she had me. I'm still chasing her to this day. Oh, oh, I, oh my goodness. That's so beautiful. That is so beautiful. Oh, I love that. I love your story. Yeah, that is, I, I was just curious. I was like, okay, I, I want to ask, I know we're talking about business, but I want to ask, you know, how they met and everything, you know, but that is such a beautiful story. I absolutely love it. So in terms of, you know, so we're going to switch back a little bit to business and entrepreneurship. So what, wh- why do you work with wellness brands? Mm, great question. Yeah. So, well, when I was teaching third grade, you know, I would come home and complain because that's what I was surrounded with. And it was just a lot of negativity in the school system in Atlanta. I'm sure a lot of school systems are like that. And he was just like, you're, you're complaining a lot. And I just had to realize that's not who I wanted to be. And I wasn't just happy with what I was even teaching the curriculum and So when we decided to move, I didn't realize at the time, but it completely just like stripped everything away that I knew and was used to, all that negativity. And it just gave us a clean slate to start over. And he had mentioned he was into the self-development before. So traveling and and moving to the Philippines really propelled me into that self-development journey And so I got to start over and think about who I wanted to be again. So I started listening to all the audiobooks and reading books and, you know, listening to podcasts and like just being a sponge Mm -hmm. and really soaking up the culture in the Philippines too, where we were living and just being surrounded by nature and being around free-spirited people, open-minded people. And so passionate about wellness. Yeah. And it just really made us excited about being well and living well and knowing that there's another way to do it. And so that's kind of why we work with wellness brands is because we want to work with people who we align with in our values who are also helping people be well. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love that. So what advice do you have for female entrepreneurs, female-owned brands to enhance their business using social media and podcasting? What advice would you have? (laughs) Something that we really believe is creating aligned content, and that means creating content you're excited about. And you might have, you know, Mondays, you're going to make all this content. Monday comes and then you stub your toe and then you spill your coffee and, you know, you're just having having a morning. And if you push through, that's that might show up on your content and it might get, you know, across the screen to everybody who's going to get that message. And so we're really about creating content that's aligned, like, it's okay to to not make the content that day. Just living intentionally with it and really, sometimes you do have to push through, of course. That's like every entrepreneur has that moment. But it's just about knowing when to push through and when to be like, okay, I'm going to just do this another day. So creating content that really feels good is going to get through 
the screen to people who need to hear it and they're going to get the message completely how it's supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. I so agree. I so agree. Lawrence, did you have anything to add to that? I I really agree with what she said. And I, I'm a strong believer and just like talking to you, we can feel your energy through the screen and it's, it's palpable. And like those days, well, we, we might be struggling with our living situation or, or, you know, having a rift between ourselves and we need to create content. It's like sometimes to put a pause on it because it can be translated through the screen. And mm -hmm. I actually had the thought when she was talking and we were talking about, you know, putting something out there as an artist or as a, a content creator and waiting for the feedback. And that's a good piece of it, but also not doing it just for validation, having a strong why and being very passionate about what you stand for. And if you're, if you're putting out stuff that's aligned, like she said, then it's good to get objective feedback, but it's also good to help you just not, you, you find your tribe. And mm -hmm. I feel like if you stick to what you are passionate about and you just keep referring back to your why, then the content is aligned. People feel that through the screen and you don't rely solely on validation at that point. It's yeah. self-validation. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I so agree with that. I love everything that you guys are saying. It so resonates with me. And, you know, Gina and I, you know, I've talked before and I was telling her, you know, how much I love, you know, podcasting. And of course you want to work, you work with people who they, they should love podcasting. <laughs> so what are some of the results that you get your clients through podcasting? Well, for one, we help them to be consistent so that they are showing up for their clients and that in return gets them more clients. And the way that we help spread that message more is by posting for them on social media and by sharing, you know, snippets of their, their episodes. And so part of what we do is increase their brand awareness. So we're helping to make sure that they're seemingly everywhere, but actually they're, they're not doing it and they don't have to be. But I do want to say that the people we work with, when they are showing up, even though we are showing up also for them, when we're working together really as a team is when they really see the conversions and the results that they want to see. So a lot of times people might expect to just... Just throw, throw everything at yeah. us here. Okay, here's the recording. Here's the content. Mm -hmm. Do something with that. Give me, get me more leads and sales. And it's mm -hmm. like, that's... We can help with that, but we can't do it all. Yeah. And we are not your sales team. We are here to support, right. to lift it up. We aren't that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we really encourage and we're the cheerleaders to to help our clients get on, you know, reels and, and make the video and do the things. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I would like to say, too, is that what she mentioned before is the consistency piece. People who have this passion to start a podcast and also there it's like a if it's like their not their side hustle but it's like they're an entrepreneur first and then a podcaster second or third it might not be consistent if they do it on their 
completely on their own mm -hmm. than in a lot of cases. And one client in particular we were working with, we really boost their uh, consistency. Mm -hmm. And the more that they're consistent, the more they started gaining traction. And some of their posts are like, they just had a post a couple of days ago that like got 20,000 uh, clicks on Instagram and people are sharing it, starting a conversation about uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion. This is a good conversation to have. And, mm -hmm. and we feel strongly that we came in as a team to help with their consistency. And that's, we were like, we had a celebration moment. We're like, <laughs> yeah, we yeah. really helped this. And like, we feel proud to say that had it not been for their consistency, then those results wouldn't have been there. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I know, you know, that word consistency is extremely important in mm -hmm. particularly in the podcast world, because you mm -hmm. hear a lot of people I know I've had I'm in different, you know, podcast communities and and things like that. And you hear a lot about burnout and I don't know what to talk about. I don't know what, you know, my next piece of content is going to be. And of course, in addition to consistency in terms of what you help them to be consistent in showing up, that's because they have freedom. They have more freedom now because you're actually helping to relieve some of that stuff off of their plate. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, so now they have the freedom to think more creatively, you know, and so that frees up a lot of the brain power where before they might have been thinking about, well, you know, I don't know, you know, what, how I'm going to do this or what I'm going to do that. Well, we got you. Okay, we're going to take some of this off of you so that you can mm -hmm. free up your brain capacity so that you can think more creatively and be consistent. And, and that's huge mm -hmm. in the entrepreneurial space. That is huge because we are you know, social media, is, everything is so distracting, so many shiny objects, and there's so many things that when it comes to, you know, whether launching a business or being in business, there's a lot that's pulling for your attention. Mm -hmm. And so I can appreciate the fact that you help them be more consistent in showing up, helping them to free up their time, helping them with um, being more visible they don't have to think about that. That's priceless. Mm. I mean, mm. like, you know, that that helps to relieve a whole lot of pressure. So I can certainly appreciate, you know, what you guys do and what you bring, you know, to the marketplace in terms of that. So are there any parting words of wisdom or is there anything else you want to share, you know, with the listeners that you think, OK, they need to know this? Mm. Yeah. I think just with what everything that's going on in the world right now, I think that it's important more maybe now than ever to just find your community, whether that's in person or online, and just be compassionate for others. And yeah, I think yeah. find your community. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that that and that's extremely important. I mm -hmm. mean community because entrepreneurship can be a very lonely journey. 
<laughs> if you don't have people to support you and, you know, be around people that can identify with what you're going through, you know, you know, because a lot of what you see online, you know, people are, they sell, they, they're talking about all their, all of their wins and, you know, showing their mansions and all of this kind of stuff. But sometimes those struggles, you know, they may not show that, but entrepreneurship will test you. And so community is very, very important. Well, Lawrence and Gina, I really, really appreciate you guys joining me today and, and the cat. <laughs> what's, what's your cat's name, by the way? Boca. 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 So I want to thank Lawrence and Gina and Boca, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> for joining me today. It's ab an absolute pleasure to uh, meet you guys. And uh, I would love for you guys to come back anytime, anytime. Because, you know, we as entrepreneurs, we always we have good conversation and we have a lot we want to talk about, you know. And so mm -hmm. that's what I wanted this to be about, you know, really about having good conversation and just kind of allowing, you know, the audience to listen to our conversation, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. So what do you have? This is the last question. What do you have coming up? Anything that's coming up that you want to share with the listeners or how to reach you or anything like that, that you want to share? Specifically coming up, but we would love to connect with anyone, you know, who's into anything we just talked about. You can find us at Wave Enterprise Co. on Instagram and our personal LinkedIn pages as well. Yeah. And TikTok. All, yes. the, all the things. Well, one thing, our website's getting redone. So we're yeah. going to end the year and start the year with a fresh, fresh new haircut. And, <laughs> and so we'll be able to link that at some point. But Instagram's the best way. Mm -hmm. DM us anything, podcast, social media, or location independence. Mm -hmm. We'd love to chat. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, that is awesome. Absolutely. And we're going to include all of that in the show notes and so that they can reach out to you, you know, for that. So thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. And uh, yeah, it's it's been really, really good. So thank you, Lawrence and Gina. I appreciate it. So thank you for joining me on the Organizepreneur podcast. And I look forward to talking to each of you very, very soon. Start by listening and subscribing to the podcast. Simply go to organizedpreneurpodcast.com. And also check out the freebies available, including a free training at theorganizedpreneur.com. So you ready? Let's go.